urbanmultitracks.com. What's up, you guys? Welcome to Open Combo Podcast. I am your host, Elvira Vazquez, and I am joined today by a new comer to the podcast, a definite supporter, but he's new on the podcast. I have DJ Isolute in the building. Hey. <laughs> he's so cool. DJ Isolute is my cousin, and he's a DJ out in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we are in Atlanta live. And as we are live, we are recording the podcast. We're live on Facebook, and we came together this weekend to celebrate our great auntie's birthday. She turned 70, and we had a 70-themed party. And DJ I Salute was the DJ. He's a traveling DJ out here, my favorite DJ in the world. Mopalacha. Hello. <laughs> so, as always, we're going to open up the show with a quote. And the quote comes from the infamous Oprah Winfrey. And it reads Be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. It's so interesting because today in church, that was really what the sermon was about, talking up. He was preaching on giving and always giving to others and being of service to others and being present with yourself. And I realized that on this journey of self-discovery and learning what you want to be in life, you have to focus on yourself and you also have to give so that good karma can come back to you. And Jeremy went to church with us today. Yes, it was a dope church, though. I ain't gonna lie. You liked, what the, you liked the setup? Yeah, it was a dope church. Uh, so yeah, guys. So yeah, I'm here with my cousin, and we're vibing. We're having a good time, and realized this week that it is so important that you do put yourself forward to give to others and be able to be of service to others. And you know, I was realizing like being around my family, it really filled my heart. Like I remember waking up out of my sleep on Saturday and just hearing laughter in the house, and how it really almost brought me to tears. And now that I'm away from my mom and not having the luxury to drop an hour and actually see her being you know 356 miles away from her I'm really like you know I miss her I want to see her and all of that and just being around family filled my heart and when I look at my cousins that's a part of my generation and each one of us like are doing our own thing each one of us are really doing something like following our passion the next generation the next generation okay and we're doing it we're not allowing fear to creep up in our hearts and when i look at dj absolute aka my cousin jeremy and i look at the journey he's had and how he's gotten to being a dj like people low-key counted my cousin out and now he's here and he's really slowly but surely making a move from himself or himself in the dj space especially in South Carolina and all around the Carolinas and Georgia so I want to have him on the show and really have him tell his story of being a black man being a DJ being a father and I want you to share with us how you got into DJing and what made you want to make that career choice for yourself what led you here all right so um I mean but back in high school I used to, I used to sell CDs you know what I'm saying I used to make Make CDs by myself like five dollars in high school. A lot of y'all remember me from Battery Creek. You did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I sold a few things. I tried to keep it legal, but that was a way for me to make extra income. 
Feel me? So it went from me making CDs to now I'm paying more attention to new music that's coming out. Now people come to me to, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, what's the what's the newest mixtape dropping? You know what I'm saying? So I kind of started paying more attention to the music industry. You know what I'm saying? So DJ Drama, DJ Khaled, you know what I'm saying? One of my big influences. So I would go to these clubs or whatnot, and DJs weren't spinning these mixtape tracks like the, like the hardest songs in the streets. Like you're not going to the club and hearing these DJs play. That was breaking artists. Like drama, what drama was doing at that time was breaking artists. You feel me? If if bigger ranking, you know what I'm saying? If you try and break into the industry, there were certain DJs you had to go to to get your record broke. At this time, this is what, early 2000s, mid-2000s? Um, oh, wow. So it's been a few years. It's been a couple, like, I mean, a few years. As far as me first jumping into the music thing, you know what I'm mm-hmm. I, I didn't legitly become a DJ. I didn't legitly buy my first set of turntables until, like, I believe, like, 2012. I bought my first set of turntables. And mm-hmm. I really just bought that when uh, I was in Orangeburg. You know what I'm saying? I was doing house parties in Orangeburg. Little change here and there, but it was just something to, like I said, generate another form of income. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I didn't really take it seriously until last year, probably wow. like the end of last year. But you no, no, not last. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm you DJ the family. Um, what year is it? 2018. It's 18. I was 2016. Okay, when you took it serious, yeah. but you was playing around with it. Yeah. So I got my first set of tables in 2012. Started taking seriously in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I bought a full setup. Actually, started putting out mixtapes and you know really started getting into the the indie music scene and mm-hmm. whatnot. Indie music—that's the soulful music, right? That's like the Lauryn Hill era. Well, I really, indie music is just independent music. Is oh music anybody puts out that's there that they're not backed by a label. Mm. How did I get this, the neo soul intertwined with the indie? Somebody lied to me. Somebody <laughs> missed the phone. Yeah, somebody <laughs> lied. And okay, so that e- that's even more profound for me because you've only been invested into this for two years, a year and a half, or a year and a half, really. Yeah, a year and a half, really. So in all the success you have had, how did that come about? So when you got into being a DJ, because there are people that pick up new tasks and want to do new things every day and they don't have that type of success. And I mean, you're still climbing, but you have become pretty successful. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all about pretty much the grind you put into it. You know what I'm saying? Your network. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to be a part of a few coalitions coming in. Coast to Coast mixtape DJs, um, Empire Doom Squad DJs, but more importantly, uh, Coalition DJs. What's a Coalition right DJ? Coalition DJs are the number one record breakers in the music industry. The most active as of right now. Um, mm-hmm. We got different chapters: Philly, Detroit, South Carolina, North Carolina. To young Scooter has been through the. T.I., Waka Flocka. There's a lot of well-known artists that people know that have been broken. So, yeah, right now I'm in Myrtle Beach and we're just trying to push out Carolina artists. A lot of people ask, yo, 
y'all be pushing out artists from elsewhere, which I got in Carolina. So mm-hmm. what we're doing right now is pushing out a lot of artists from, from Carolina. I saw on the other day when you posted on your Facebook this new female rapper, and she's pretty dope. Is that an artist that you're working with? So do you work with artists? Or are you... You come in passing with them and you just put them out there? I work with a few with a few different artists um as for the coalition once you're once you once you enter the so-called pipeline of the coalition mm-hmm. um it's pretty much our jobs as djs to make you know, them, you know what I'm right saying? so between mm-hmm. like i said philly detroit alabama tennessee atlanta carolinas once you come in front of us it's our it's our duty to make people know who you are mm-hmm to me, I consider myself more of a mixtape DJ than anything. I, I, I do I do, do club gigs. You know, I am mobile. I have been on three tours. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've been on three tours. Uh, been to about 30 different states. Wow. Um, I'm actually about to start another tour pretty soon in May, beginning of May. Really, I believe 2018 is... I've seen a, a, a lot of success of female artists mm-hmm. really making a run in 2018. Young Double D out of Columbia, JG from uh, North Carolina. Um, what part of North Carolina? I believe Charlotte. Okay, cool. The Deacon uh, from Miami. Skizzy. I believe Skizzy from North Carolina too. Uh, Dang, we moved. People in North Carolina making a way. <laughs> so you saying that made me realize that the DJs have the juice. You gotta yeah. have the juice to be the DJ. You create the wave. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. Like social media got people here to fool up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's possible. Like don't uh, don't get me wrong. That's possible. Like you you can get an immediate buzz off of social media. No problem at all. But you still so the DJ is still needed. The DJ is still needed because once that buzz is gone, DJ is the one that's spinning your track in the club. I ain't gonna lie, the DJ, the DJs would really keep you having the juice. My thing is, like, I never really, I, I never until now realized the point, not the point, but the heart of the DJ and how needed you all are. What does it look like for a DJ to be on tour? Because people, okay, so you get an artist, I'm just gonna throw Beyonce out there because she's the most accessible to me right now. So you think about an artist like Beyonce and she probably has a DJ that goes on tour with her. How does being a DJ working with artists on tour, how does, what does that look like? What is that lifestyle like? How is that experience? What were you on tour doing? All right, now being on tour might sound lit, but it's it's really not like it's a lot of it's a lot of work. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, you do have your party moments where you're able to, you know what I'm saying, actually really enjoy and embrace in the moment. Most of the time is work. It's, it's not a lot of popping bottles and smoking this and doing that and mm-hmm. bunch of women. I mean, there are times when yeah, you can enjoy that, but you know that's really not the focus. But as far as for the artists, the the pros of having a DJ is one. You performing city to city, state to state, you know what I'm saying? Multiple times a week, y'all develop a relationship within the performance. Mm-hmm. So after a while, the performance starts to look like it's just organic, but it's like, okay, yeah, we get out there. We already know what we already know what we're going to do. As far right. as you going to a venue and they having a sound man or a DJ that's already there and don't know when to 
cut out the tracks or mm-hmm. simple signals an artist can give a DJ to be like, because he's feeling the crowd vibe. He might want to he might want to cut the bass out mm-hmm. in a certain part of the song. He might want to cut the song completely and let the audience, you know what I'm saying, repeat the words if they know the words. Or he might want to do an acapella. It's also also artists can go off of the DJ vibe. The artist might give the DJ the power and yo set set. Mm-hmm. A, a set of songs that we're gonna do, mm-hmm. we're just gonna wing it. You know what I'm saying? He might, he might put the trust in the DJ. Yo, just go off of the vibe of the crowd. You know right. Me? You know what I'm saying? And the artist being the artist, he gonna go off of the DJ. So, and I think it's so profound because as an artist, it's like you're the painter, but there's so many tools that go within it to be able to create the art with another person is so beautiful to me. That's why I pride, like I pride people who can work with others and make things work because it's just not about that one person. It's so many other people that fall in line with that. And like you're saying, like as a DJ, there is a person when you're on tour, you're the artist, you're performing that behind the scenes, cutting the track and going to the next track that you're playing on the back and making sure the backing track is right and all of this other stuff. I feel really dumbfounded because I never knew until sitting down in this moment that, yo, like, DJs are so freaking needed. And I think I'm going to say that that's the title of the podcast. DJs are needed because you all are the heartbeat of the wave of the concert you know what's the point of having an artist on stage if the dj ain't right i just really applaud you and what's next to come well i ain't even gonna speak on that oh Uh, you can't oh you signed the (laughs) non-disclosure just uh yeah some things that i I mean i could talk about it all day what do you okay so not let's not get detailed but moving forward what are goals that you have in place for your brand um pretty much radio uh, okay that's pretty much that's pretty much on lock that'll be coming soon mixtape streaming slash album keyword hmm. album um yeah, yeah that's kind of where a lot of money is right now so mm-hmm. yeah that's gonna be coming soon uh, original music like i said tourists coming up just get to that bag <laughs> dj absolute is not your average local dj you know what i'm saying like i live this every day i put dj every single day you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't have no other job i make my income strictly off djing strictly off of music strictly off of mixtapes Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hosting. Yeah, this is my lifestyle, you feel me? So to each his own, but I really live this. You're a DJ. Somebody um let us know how many times you said DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've said DJ like twenty times already. <laughs> but it's it's really cool and I'm so I'm really, really happy for you and I support you a hundred and twenty percent, two hundred percent, three hundred percent, four hundred percent. I just support my cousin. He's my favorite DJ, my only DJ, and the only DJ I need. Uh, do you use SoundCloud in any way to create your own, own mixes? I will use SoundCloud. Uh, at first, SoundCloud puts a cap on you. I think it's only like two hours worth of music you can get free. Uh, then you have to start paying to upload music. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not an artist. I mean, SoundCloud is a good tool. But me as a DJ, I don't really need a SoundCloud. I got, I'm on Spinrilla. Uh, DJ Salute. Matter of fact, I got a, a mixtape about to drop, No Preservative, hosted by Reezy Rock. 
uh, Spinrilla, my mixtapes, um, Tape Hustlers, mm-hmm. um, Audio Mac. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Everything at DJ Lowercase I S A L U T E. Everywhere, everything the same. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Everything is DJ Absolute. That's what's up. Well, follow him, you guys. Not getting into the nitty gritty of things, you know. From birth, you have always been an individual to move to the beat of his own drum. Ever since Jeremy was young, Jeremy has always did his own thing. You just do, like, you know how to do you do your own thing. Nobody can tell you no. Like, if someone tells you no, you're going to do your own thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was but you won't bad. <laughs> you won't bad. I said that last night, but we were my cousins. Nobody else can call my cousin bad, okay? You don't know him. But you just always been strong-willed and you've always had your own vision for yourself. And I think the thing is, is that you are like Aunt Pat's son and she's very polished and she's very, you know, well-spoken and everything is in order. And she had a, she had a one son who, who is you and you are not the typical son that will come from a person like Aunt Pat. And that is why I want to know, how did you keep, like, what inspired you? What about you made you say, I'm Jeremy, I'm my own person and I'm going to be that? Well, truthfully, uh, I made some mistakes early in my life. You know what I'm saying? So after that mistake I made, a lot of doors got shut in my face. I had to create my own lane. I couldn't, I couldn't walk in the footsteps of somebody else. Mm-hmm. I tried that. And like I said, doors were shut in my face. So I had this, that's just what I had to do. That's just what I'm doing. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, it's, it's, it's hard, especially at first, like establishing yourself. Like you can't mm-hmm. just throw DJ on your name and just expect people to be like, oh, you're a DJ. Okay, well, let me pay you half a stack to come DJ my party. Yeah, that don't work like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It takes. It takes time, dedication. I invested. I invested a lot of money. I don't been broke, but at the same time, been invested in myself personally. Feel me? So, me making money, I would invest money right back into my name. You know what I'm saying? Right back into my business. You feel me? So I might, I might make three hundred dollars one night, and the next morning I'm investing. I'm looking up some some newer speakers or. Uh, some better wires or some advertising slots or Google AdSense or Facebook ads or uh, paying a photographer for a video for a photo shoot or video shoot, you know, just to keep momentum going, keep my name out there. I also do graphic design, so I'm constantly designing something. It's just a constant grind. You're basically saying that you just made a choice to be you mm-hmm. and you decided this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to stick to. And this is how I'm going to get it done. Yeah. So you are now a father and how has fatherhood changed you? It got me more. Uh, but yeah, when I had a, I had a little girl, you know, when she was born, it was like, yeah, about to get serious now. Like, yeah, we about to get serious now, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it just depends on how you how you take it. I personally like you changing your life and choosing the right thing and following your passion is the most 
the most beautiful thing I, you know, anyone can see, especially in this generation. And I'm just going to kind of like sit out here and we're going to have a conversation now. So in life, I realized that choosing to be just kind of like nonchalant about things benefits you. Uh-huh. And this last week, I realized you attract more flies with honey than you do anything else. So instead of being upset and reacting to everything, I can control my own emotions and react the way I want to react. Working and being a person in business, are there times where you have to put on that mask and harness your own feelings to spare your client? Oh, yeah. I don't. I just had a certain situation with a group, really more like a brother. The relationship was more personal. But in the music industry, you should always keep your relationships business first. You know, uh, I mean, there's certain things you can do on a personal level. You just you just have to know that line between business, friendship, personal, and you just have to take care of business first. Like, even if you do have a personal relationship with somebody, uh, your homeboy or family member or whatever, just know that it's business first, you know? You want to give them the best service, you know, and you don't want them walking away feeling like they got cheated. So take care of business first. So you have to put that mask on. You said take care of business first. So yeah, you have to put the mask on. But it's so hard for me. I just feel like sometimes working with other people, it can be a lot. I love working with other people, but I just also feel like it can be a lot doing it and being able to, you know, just put on a a blank stare and be something that sometimes that I'm not. That was just one of my lessons. You know, I try to take lessons from my week and bring it in and incorporate it into the podcast to kind of give people more um, insight on how to maneuver in the world and make things easier for them. You say you want to be on the radio. Oh, that's already in. That's already in motion. Oh, you got it in the works. Oh, my bad. Excuse me, you guys. So, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, that's where you'll be? Uh, it'll actually be elsewhere. Yeah, I'm just... On oh, satellite radio? It's going to be heard. It's, yeah, it's going to be heard. You did a great job yesterday DJing the party. I guess that was an easy gig. Yeah, that was that was kind of decent. You know what I'm saying really older music that era. Yeah, they didn't get to scratch and nitty gritty. Yeah. yeah, so rap hip hop won't really develop into like the early eighties, I think. In the seventies. So oh you guys, I don't think I said this. So yesterday our family hosted a surprise party for our, our great aunt Vi. But yeah, we had a party and he was the DJ. He did a really good job, but he was so that's what we're talking about. Um, but just the song choice and you know, you kinda just making it a good mix and keeping it level was what's up. But no, nah, so um I, I I mean it's open combo, open conversation. I mean I wanna ask you more questions. Hope you're open about answering them. So, you know, you are you single? I'm actually in a relationship right now. I've been in a relationship for probably about as long as I've been taking DJing seriously. So about a year and a half now. Oh, I never met this person. She allowed me to pursue my DJing dreams. She helped me out with that tremendously. She helped you pursue it? Like she gave you the motivation to do it? Nah, not motivation. Pretty much. Uh, See, at the time, I was working jobs, minimum wage, I mean, barely getting by, you feel me? So 
course, if you have to work, it's hard to do gigs and go to certain events in certain places if you're on a schedule to work. And I didn't have a set schedule. I was working at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a set schedule. So some nights I would have to work late. Of course, the money was coming in at the job rather than me DJing. So the job came before me DJing. I mean, as long as that's going on, then DJing was going to put in the background. So pretty much she was like, yo, just quit your job and focus on DJing. So your, your current girlfriend was able to support you. And I, you know, this is a perfect segue into the nitty gritty. You have a woman that's in your life that's supporting you and being there for you and all of that. And that's the downfall and success is that, yes, there are women that prey and pry on, well, more so prey on men who are successful. I also believe behind every successful man is a very powerful woman that inspires him and keeps him moving and inspires him to keep going and gives him a beautiful reason why. And I also think that at times, you know, that woman is overlooked and I want in life for more men to speak about how this woman has, you know, supported me because on a global on a global scale and in front of a lot of different people, people are not talking about it. Men are not talking about the woman who turned their house into a home. No one, no man t- really talks about it. It's like unheard of. And it's a lot. Me being a woman and supporting a man in hopes of him becoming or having something that is really hard as a woman. Do you all, do you fellas know how hard it is? Oh yeah, because I wasn't bringing nothing to the table for a hot second. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, pretty much the burden was on her. Like, talking about working doubles. And I really understand how hard it is. And the frustration and the arguments. And yeah, you just got to keep that faith alive. You have to progress in something every single day. Every day you got to accomplish something. If you're not accomplishing something, that's not going to work out. Your woman was holding it down, working doubles and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So when things get good for you and you're able to provide and support your woman who has been able to support you and everything like that, Mm -hmm. you're going to not only look out for her and be there for her, but you're also going to be faithful to her. Mm -hmm. Because in this industry, it's so difficult to find men that stay faithful and i understand sex is energy being attracted to someone is energy so you see someone that you're attracted to you know as a man it's just so easy to gravitate to that type of person but my thing is that how in the heck can you go and be with someone else after this person has been broke with you this person has been hungry with you this person has helped build you up how does that happen? And I don't see a lot of men preaching about being faithful. I just don't. Truthfully, uh... You don't cheat? I don't cheat. My foundation is built off of loyalty. I have been around a few loving hip-hop chicks, um, female rappers, whatnot, uh, yeah, this and that, how much you're following is. I don't care about none of that. I got my girl on my home team. Yeah, that's all I need. I feel that 
being a faithful man in the music industry or just a successful black man, period, is so hard to come by. And a lot of people don't speak about it. And I just wonder because I feel like as a woman, it is so hard. And you know, one thing our cousin said to me was that, oh, I, I, I feel like you like a project. Or I feel like like women like men that they can fix up or, you know, fix or whatever. And I want to say this. Women, we don't like men we can fix up. We don't want to have to fix up nobody. But the thing is, is that we get into a situation, we get into a relationship with a person that you grow to love this person. And this person has dreams. This person has aspirations. And then you start to nourish those things. You start to nurture nurture those things because as a woman, those are things that's built within our DNA just normally. You know, we're born to nurture. We're born to love. We're born to give. So with that being said, women don't go out here in the world looking for a man that they can build up or make better or get a project. We go into the world and it will be ideal to find a man who has the great job, you know, who has good money, who can take care of us. But that's not the reality at all. And it blows my mind when people say, oh, I want the man, I want a man that can do this, or I see you being with a man that can do that. And it's like, if that man was so accessible, wouldn't you think that he would also want a woman that's doing the same thing? You know, like I just, you know, I just see things so differently. And it's very frustrating because I don't think a lot of people who look at your relationship really see the heart and the battle that goes within it as well. Yeah, you're in a biracial relationship, yeah. right? I, I've been in, I've been in a, a few relationships previously. Thing is, a lot of females, they don't want to build that foundation. They don't want to work towards that. Also. Uh-huh. But with that being said, that can also go towards their past. Uh-huh. They, they might have already done that previously. Uh-huh. You feel me? So they don't want to go down that route again. But y'all have to build the relationship together to see where y'all are potentially headed. I can't just be stagnant. Yeah, a lot of females just want a man that, you know what I'm saying, just got, yeah, money on deck, you feel me? Got this nice house and, you know what I'm saying, nice car. And, yeah, she don't got to go to work unless she wants to. She can go on shopping spree when she wants to and whoop de whoop and all that. But that's not facts. But see, that's the thing that I, that's my problem. Women can be so seductive and persuading a man and then sometimes i feel like men you guys really just don't get a clue like sometimes i feel like you guys are on level one and a woman's mind is on level 10 and it could be a woman there that sees you looking for you and then you just you just going with the flow and not even realizing that this woman is trying to you know get with you or sleep with you or blackmail you or any kind of thing and I just feel like it aggravates me when I see men who have a woman who's been there for them when they were didn't have anything only to get a little bit of money and status and go out here and cheat on the person that who's been there for them and I think it's just ridiculous because I hate cheating see that comes with um that comes with willpower and mindset that's that's pretty much on the male. It's the mindset and the maturity level of the male. To each his own, but I think it's a certain it's a certain lifestyle that comes with that because I believe that the man who 
understands what it feels like to miss a meal, who understands and values his every dollar, will not go out into the world and make careless moves or, you know, do anything that will hurt another person. And I think that's, you know, that's something that's really beneficial and we need more of that and we need more men out here who represent that because the girls are out here checking everybody want to come up now with social media everybody want to come up everybody want to come up media get everybody so accessible you know what I'm saying yes. you always look for the next best thing on social media yeah double tapping on pictures and whatnot you know what I'm saying like yeah it's and now that you can go to Dr. Miami and buy a booty what is it <laughs> you gotta do that. You can you can Photoshop something. You know what I'm saying? You got you got people lusting just off of off of photos. You know? Off of photo off of photos. Off of photos. Not, That's not even real. Okay. <laughs> the photo not even real, bro. So like, can you even believe? Like, can you even believe what you see? And that's another thing, Sid and I. I don't know if we talked about it or not. Speaking on, you know, how social media can really make you feel like somebody got it together and they really, really, really don't. don't. You know what I'm saying? Really don't. It be like that, though. Like, at all. And I'm like, yo, is this real life right now? Because I don't really understand. But nonetheless, I, um, I, I'm glad you, I don't know how we got on that. But that's a real topic right there because I feel like I get a lot of slack and, you know, I really don't know what I want to do with myself and where I want my life to go and what my career would be. Honestly, I feel like I'm meant to be a stay-at-home mom and take care of my babies and make sure that they're good. So, I mean, honestly, I just really feel like that's why I'm supposed to be like a great wife and a good mom and have like a e-commerce business that I run from home and make money. But nothing too extravagant and do like radio, have my own radio segment or voiceover work or something like that. But I don't have a focus. And I think sometimes I'm judged in my relationship, not by my man, but other people viewing my relationship because we have a different process for our lives. Like things didn't happen for us the way it happens for a lot of people. You know, I was with this, I was in a relationship with him for an actual relationship. It was three years. But how long I've known this man has been a pretty long time. So now that last year, I, you know, he proposed, people look at it like, oh, well, you guys been together for a long time, but we really haven't been together for a long time. You know, in an actual documented relationship, we really haven't been together for a long time. We just known each other for a long time. And then on top of that, you know, he's 29, going to be 30 in 2019. And just looking at him and saying, well, you know, what is your man doing? Is he providing for you? And I know it's a topic in our relationship that comes up just in, you know, privacy. But nah, he, you know what I mean? Like you're in a relationship and as a man, you want to provide. You know, as a man, you want to be able to provide for your woman and make sure she has everything that she needs. I'm just glad that he's willing to grow. And I think that finding a good man that's willing to grow and follow his passion is really hard to come by. You just said it. Your woman is supporting you and she's there for you. She's your heartbeat at this point. Outside of your daughter, you know, she's your heartbeat. She's helping you build a brand and she's supporting you. You You know the type of work it takes to say to your man, follow your passion and you have a person that's supporting you. 
when things come up, do you all have an open conversation about things that's happening? Within the past year and a half, you all have been together for a year and a half. There's been a lot going on. So what about you as a black man? How does that work? Like you've been through so much. Aren't you fearful for your life? I've been fearful for my life for a while. Walking out the house. It's not even drug dealers or jack bullets or nothing like that. It's the police and the racists and you can get pulled over and not make it home. There's plenty of things that I think about on the daily. A lot of people that wouldn't understand. She really helps me through certain situations. That's a blessing. I'm glad that you have somebody like that in your life that continues to feed into you and give you what you need and replenish you. I think as a human being, we all need that person at home, whether it's male or female, that's able to replenish you and give you what you need. And you can do the same. You know, it's not a one way street. And even though this podcast has really been relationship podcast, I wish she was here so we can have like a a real open convo. Is she more is she more talkative or is she kind of laid back like you are? No, she's just about as cool as I am. Oh, man, this is a good conversation. I'm going to end it here. You want to end with anything? What's your handles on social media? Everything is at DJ Absolute. DJ lowercase i. It's always lowercase i. S-A-L-U-T-E. Oh, wait a minute. Um, Hello. How did you come up with the name DJ Absolute? All right. I gave myself that name pretty much. Why? The reason why I gave myself that name because I salute every DJ that came before me that allowed me to start where I started at as a DJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I salute to all the DJs. I vibe with that. I never knew that. And I think that's a really cool last name, um, especially with the meaning behind it. That's pretty dope. I salute the DJs. DJ, I salute. Nonetheless, you guys, I am your host, Elvira Vadez. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Listen, we drop an episode every Thursday. We took a month off and it shows in our views. So if you're listening right now, please share your social media, play it, put it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, freaking um, Snapchat, Instagram Live, whatever you got, post us and also leave a comment. And also follow my cousin on all social media. Facebook, Instagram, DJ. DJ Absolute everywhere. Callers and DJs, you did. Still gonna be mad when you gotta edit this, but oh. Anyway, you guys, have a good week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Every Thursday, we drop a new episode, and we out. I'll let you do it.